Ah, I said this morning, oh, that's a penny dropped. I had thought, was convinced, the reason our society is so murderous, vengeful, small, fearful, and lie-loving was due to us never growing up. I still think so, but the penny clanks in the brain. I was confused as to why. My answer has been and remains that there are no rites of passage, real or imagined, no post in a field beyond which we might run to enter adulthood, no mountain we might climb alone and meet with self or supernatural. And I thought, oh darn, where did all the labors go long time past since? A quick listen to an old hitch released the penny. We are to believe we have a daddy in the sky. We are his child till we die, and then we go sit with him. In the grim interim, we are exhorted to obey him and often to kill those who don't obey him, to remain eternally fifteen. Sorry, adolescents, I love you more than ever, but you need to move on. In need of help until death, and to believe the help is coming from Daddy in due course, if we behave. And we should know, insisting as we do on good and evil, that there is not a single Daddy God, but also his evil twin. Between the two we are said to vacillate. Good story, if you're three. But therefore we are actually a polytheist culture. Two gods. America, in its mushy but virulent Christianity, distrusts and demonizes the nanny state because it would replace the daddy state. If you want to go to college, you better please me. And gleefully up climb the college fees as dad attempts to ensure his immortality with successful offspring. Daddy state. I came to 17 in a nanny state. Shot from the canon of non-dependency, I rushed out to work. No more trials to enter college and put off the inevitable. And it was free, this college, supplied by Nanny, but had that unpredictable effect that daddy status could never foresee of liberating me. I could go forth and apply myself to life without four years of indoctrination, telling me I was better than you and deserved more than you when I graduated. This education, by the way, is not a rite of passage. There is no moment of nihilism or rebellion, no throwing off an old skin or uniform, no cutting of umbilical. It is a certificate of belonging to the status quo. There's nothing wrong with quo per se until there is, and the poor boys and girls find themselves incapable of the revolution necessary. Education is a wondrous thing. One can do it very well alone with YouTube and a library. But when it fastens itself to wealth and status, well, corruption will ensue. As a man who studied these things wrote, education does not change us. It gives us tools to express more articulately the narrowness or breadth of character we came in with. It is horribly sad that, in my experience, the educated will encourage you to read him or her, will quote, him or her at you, will insist on moral high grounds, moral clarity, accepted wisdom, and those who need no introduction before lavishly introducing the demigod, the professor, priest, the one who professes, who is, un who is only remarkable in having read the same books, found common, untested ground with you, and he, she imagines us, 
So when one beholds these lectures and panel discussions, one feels affirmed in all the sureties one can enter the hall with. So, we glorify and reward the ones who express often, but not always, what we have always felt but couldn't say. The secret of the Trump thing is that he says it the way we could say it, so his fans don't feel dominated or disdained when he says it. The other part of his crowd, without whom he would be a Reagan-like footnote, loves to be dominated, and the intellectuals in his camp swoon when Jordan Peterson says that Trump, what Trump says more prettily, and maybe feel, as Jordan so eloquently says, when visited by another as articulate as he, you will have an inferiority complex. Such is the world the lovely man inhabits, all of which has nothing to do with nor purchase upon adulthood.